0: Gonna tell him there can be a better day. Who's gonna show him that Jesus is the way? Cause we don't tell that man about Jesus, how well he has. Welcome to the Local Church Missions Podcast. My name is Esteva Montoya, and I'll be your host. The Local Church Missions Podcast is a ministry of Valley Bible Baptist Church in Española, New Mexico, under the leadership of Pastor Brian McMath. And this podcast is here to help encourage local churches fulfill the Great Commission locally. If you listen to our previous episode, you will hear the transition from Plea for Power, which dealt more with revival and the power of God, to now a transition into the local church missions uh, ministry and this really is birthed from a heart of wanting to do the will of God and a man that influenced me very much was Brother James Wilkins, an evangelist who has gone on to heaven and he had a ministry titled New Testament Ministries and this ministry was that he provided Gospel material, uh, evangelistic material, and discipleship material to help Christians grow in their faith. And he would go to churches and preach and give this material to churches. And as uh, we labor here in Espanola, we have a desire to see God raise up churches throughout New Mexico and the Southwest. And our desire is to see revival in the Southwest. And in doing that, we believe that God wants us to plant churches. We believe God's plan. To reach the world is through the local church, and through that local church it is to reproduce itself and create more churches. And so that is what this podcast is going to be about, helping local churches fulfill the Great Commission locally. So this very first uh, set of episodes is going to be on the Great Commission itself, what the Bible teaches about the Great Commission. If you study the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then the book of Acts in the beginning, you find that Jesus Christ, on five different occasions, gave what we know as the Great Commission. And we're going to focus today in Matthew 28, dealing with the plan that God has. For the Great Commission. Now, let me just start by saying this that he is speaking to his apostles at this time, and when the Bible teaches that he had set first in the church the apostles. And these apostles were sent ones, they were missionaries, but they had special gifts that we don't see in our day and age anymore, and I'm not going to get into all the details of that. And uh, just to further prove that the so-called apostles that are in our day and age aren't true, this is being recorded in May of 2020 in the middle of the... Pretty much the world shut down due to coronavirus. And where are those faith healers now? Why aren't they healing people? And so forth. And so I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, Just a simple thought here um, that uh, when that which is perfect is come, which we believe the word of God is perfect, then that which is in part shall be done away with. The, the, The sign gifts that were used to validate the man of God. You don't need a miracle to validate the man of God because we have the word of God that validates the man of God. So. That being said, the apostles were first set in the church, and God established a local assembly. And he established this assembly in his ministry, Jesus Christ. In Matthew 16, he said, "...upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." And he looked at Peter and said, Thou art Peter, you're a stone. Um, he says, But upon this rock, referring to himself, Christ to the rock, the foundation, I will build my church. And so the church is founded upon Jesus Christ, not upon a man, not upon a movement, but upon Jesus Christ himself, God in the flesh. And in Matthew 16 is when he stated he would establish it. In Matthew 18, he said that he would, if there were people that had aught with each other, to go to each other and to deal with it personally. And if they can't reconcile, then one brother was to take someone else and go with him to try to reconcile. And if that individual won't hear them, you're to take it to the church. And he speaks of it as if it's already established. And so Jesus Christ was forming his body, his church body, in his ministry and whenever he ascended into heaven he gave them the promise of the spirit and told them to tarry in jerusalem until they be endued with power from on high he told them uh, they shall be uh, that they, they um he shall be witnesses unto me both jerusalem and judea and so forth but he told them that uh, that they would have the power of god in acts chapter 1 and verse number eight and acts chapter 2 they are empowered and and it's like Whenever God formed Adam in the garden, God formed a body, but then God breathed into Adam and man became a living soul. Jesus Christ had formed his body and then God empowered that church body in Acts chapter 2. But it had already been established in the ministry of Jesus. And so Jesus established a church and the church is a living organism it's not an organization like a business that's lifeless it's a living organism with the power of god and the word of god in it. and god works through and in the local church to fulfill his will and so forth and so as we consider the thought of the local church he made an organism and god made organisms to reproduce birds produce birds apple trees produce apple trees people produce people And God expects things to produce after its own kind. And when you you try to change things, it doesn't work, which throws evolution out the window because supposedly one species changed to another species, to another, to another, and here we are. Yet, scientifically, that's impossible. You take a horse, and you take a donkey, and you breed them, and it creates a mule. And people say, well, that's a new species. But the thing is, it's sterile and cannot reproduce past its own life and so you look at that as the same thing in fishing i love fishes and to go fishing and um you get a a brook trout and a and a german brown trout and they spawn at the same time and every once in a while they're in the same body of water and they spawn together and they crossbreed and create a hybrid called a tiger trout now the thing is it doesn't create an entirely new species it creates a hybrid of the two and it dies with its own self and it doesn't reproduce and create a new type of species because everything reproduces after its kind and that being said God expects humans to reproduce after their kind. And God has a plan. God has a way. He, he wants it to be in the bounds of marriage. He wants it to be one man, one wife for life. For this cause, shall a young man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife? And there's a plan. And it's a beautiful plan. It's the way God intended for it to be. Um, there, there's a plan for God. Um, whenever he There's a plan for animals that God had created that they reproduce in certain times, and certain seasons, and, and so forth. We go hunting, and we hunt often during what's called the rut. And it's the mating season for elk or for deer and that's the time that they're out and about and and that's when we go and hunt them and uh, that naturally they, they know when to hunt and it's a beautiful thing to see that and and just to know that God made a way for things to reproduce everything he created has life is meant to reproduce and so it is with the local church God created the institution of the church, and it's alive, and it has his power, it has his life in it, and God expects churches to produce churches. And so, he gave this great commission as a plan for church planting, for the local church to reproduce itself. And so, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28... Verses 18 to 20 is the first instance in the New Testament of the Great Commission. The Bible says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. And so you have the basic plan here, the basic outline. I'm going to name all the points, and then I'll describe them here, and then we'll wrap up this episode. But it's go, teach, baptize, teach. Now, again, we're in the midst of this coronavirus, and by the... By the time, hopefully, you listen to this, we'll be coming out of that and being able to do things the way we normally do. But the fact is that a lot of churches have used the internet as a means to continue to communicate with the membership and also to try to evangelize their community. And while I have participated in it, and I'm thankful for such technology, and we are using it, nothing replaces going to people. Nothing replaces being a part of reaching somebody one-on-one and opening the Word of God and teaching them the the Word of God. And so we're to go to the people. We're not to expect them to come to us. We're to go to them. Uh, Missionary William Booth made the statement, go straight for souls and go for the worst. And dealing with just uh, trying to reach the most vile people. Were to go, um, David Livingston made the statement: God had an only son, and He made Him a missionary. Simply put, He came to us. God said, "Go to the work, go to the earth, and die for their sins." and And Jesus went and and did um, the work uh, that He was. Supposed to do in dying for our sins and raising from the grave, but he made him a missionary. He, he came to this world, he went and preached in different towns, he went from town to town to town, he, he went for people. And uh, you see that that's the idea to go. David Livingston um, also made a statement, and it's this anywhere. Provided it be forward, and what he was saying is, you look out and you see the 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 field, and they're white already to harvest, and they're not going to come to us. We need to move forward. We need to go to them, and so Jesus Christ said, "Go ye therefore." He said, to "Go into all the world," and and it's an action. And you think about it. In the English language, the word gospel, the first two letters are the word or letters G O, which spell go gospel starts with go and and God has a worldwide plan for us to go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature so we find the first part is go the second part is teach so go ye therefore and teach all nations not some nations not some nationalities not some uh, demographics not some people uh, of a certain color or certain uh, um, ethnicity or a certain uh, financial status or or just a popular status or or just all nations all nations means all nations and he wants us to go to all people to the ends of the earth to every creature um to go out and preach the gospel and so you find he says go teach go teach go you therefore and teach all nations so we're to go to all nations and when we go we're to teach them when you compare the context of the other two accounts in um, mark and in luke it gives a little more detail as to what is to be given he tells them to go and preach in those ones and, and in those gospels he, he mentions preaching and he mentions preaching the gospel and the gospel is uh, that jesus died for our sins and he was buried and then he rose again um, on the third day the bible says according to the scriptures and that's in first corinthians chapter number 15 the the great commission is to go out and to preach the gospel and we're to preach the death the burial and the resurrection of jesus christ and if people will receive that message and trust what jesus did on the cross for them they get saved. And I'm thankful for the day that I got saved and I believed the gospel. And I knew that I was a sinner and that I needed a savior and I called on Christ to save me and and I never get over that day and I'm thankful to be saved and God changed my life from the inside out. I was 16 years old whenever I got saved and I just turned... 36 and i'm thankful um that god saved a sinner like me and god reached down and 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 saved me and i received the gospel i'm thankful there was a missionary that came to our church that night and he preached the gospel to us and and you see we're to go out and to preach the gospel that's the most important thing is to preach the gospel and so we're to go we're to teach and we're to baptize Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And that's what we know as the doctrine of the Godhead, or as some call it, the Trinity, but God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And we're to baptize them in that name singular so uh, when you think about uh, baptizing when you read in the book of acts the example of baptizing and you read jesus and his example of baptizing it was by full immersion it wasn't sprinkling it wasn't pouring on they went into the water they went down and they came up it was also for people who had understood the gospel and received it acts chapter 2 the bible says in um, verse uh, verse number 40 uh, it says um, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe. On his, I totally quoted the verse wrong. The Bible says, uh, um, in Acts chapter 2, and uh, let me pick it up. on." I just totally misquoted the verse here, and I apologize about that. I normally don't uh, misquote verses, but every once in a while that happens. But Acts chapter 2 and verse number 41. The Bible says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day um, there was added unto them about three thousand souls and so you find here that they had received the word they got saved they, they, they weren't babies. They weren't uh, infants. They, they, they understood they were sinners. They were pricked in their heart. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? They were under conviction. They heard the gospel, and they received the gospel. And based upon that reception of the gospel, they were then baptized, and, and they went into a water, and they were immersed, and they came out of the water. And you think about that, a person standing in the water, and then being lowered back under the water, and then being brought back forth out of the water, that's a picture of the death, the burial. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when you get baptized, you are identifying with Christ, saying, I am a follower of the Lord Jesus. But not only do you identify with Christ, but you identify with his church. Because it says there, then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there was added unto them about 3,000 souls. You say, well, who is the Quote them in this verse. It is referring to the 120 uh, disciples of Jesus in Acts chapter 1 that were praying for the power of God. They were already an established church, and whenever they went out and preached on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people got saved, they got baptized, and they were added to that local church. And a testimony that they were. Members of that church is found in the next verses, Acts 2, 40, um, 2 and 43. It says, uh, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. And then it goes on to say uh, that they uh, were had all things common and they were together and they continued uh, daily with one accord. They were a local church is what the Bible says. They they were an assembly, a called out assembly. And so they were baptized into that church. And so baptism is a testimony of the Lord Jesus and what he did for us. But it's also an identification with others who follow Jesus as well, a called out assembly. And so we're to go, teach, baptize, and teach. And you find here, he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And it says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And so you find here that after a person gets saved, they're to get baptized. And after they get baptized, they're to be taught the ways of Christ, to be a disciple of of the lord jesus christ and see a lot of what happens in evangelism is we we get people saved but we fall short on the discipleship and i think some of that may even have to do with how we present the gospel um, in a clear way or a not so clear way but the simple fact is this that uh, when we preach the word of god and we go out and do the work of god and we're establishing churches our goal isn't just to get people saved now I'll say this, I'm thankful for every person that does get saved regardless of whether or not they come to our church. But the simple fact is is that God has more for them. God has a plan for them. God expects them to be part of a church. God expects them to grow. God expects them to, to be able to, to be faithful and eventually they can go out and carry out the work of the ministry themselves and to grow in the Lord. That's what God expects out of people who get saved and it is our responsibility, those who are faithful members of the local church to not only win people to the Lord, to not only... See them get baptized, but to see them continue in the things that God has given to us. He said, to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded. They're to be obedient followers of the Lord. And the great commission isn't complete until the person we reach is reaching people who reach people who reach people. We today in our generation are the result of somebody who took this Great Commission serious because they said, not only do I want to see that person get saved, but I want to see them grow in the Lord. And so I want to challenge us as we consider this idea of the plan of God to fulfill the Great Commission. It's not over until they're reaching people. And our responsibility as saved Christians is to be part of a local church and to to be under the leadership of our pastor and to go out and to preach the gospel as he uh, as he follows God we go out and follow and we're to reach people see them get saved, see them discipled within the local church and I want to challenge us that that we would do that and and expect something big from God go out and say, you know what my goal is to have someone sitting in a pew who reached someone next to them sitting in that pew as well. And and that's a big thing. A lot of people are afraid of that, but I'm going to give you a statement by Baptist missionary William Carey. He said this, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. God loves this world more than we do. God wants to see churches established more than we do. God wants to see people get saved more than we do. We ought to expect great things from Him because He's a big God. Therefore we ought to attempt great things for Him as well. And what greater task than to go out and try to get somebody saved in God's power, in God's strength, not in our strength, but to see someone get saved, to see them get baptized, and to see them come to our church and begin to grow in the Lord and become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what the Great Commission is all about, and that is what this podcast is going to be about. And we want to provide material to help you evangelize your community. We want to provide material to help you disciple those who get saved, and, and that is our goal. That's that's what Brother Wilkins had. But let me say this: Brother Wilkins um, didn't create anything new. He got it out of the book. He got it out of the Bible. And people have been taking this commission serious for the last two thousand years, all the way back to Jesus himself, starting his church and his uh, apostles taking that serious. And then you see Paul. All telling Timothy um, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also and for the last 2,000 years people have taken this serious and, and just because um, we're 2,000 years later that doesn't mean we have to improve on this look at you can't improve on the human race you can't improve on the creation God has made he has a way to reproduce and, and to continue life as he does in the physical world he does in a spiritual world god has a way to, to, to fulfill the great commission and to establish local churches and to reach this world with the gospel under the right authority and in the local church and and so forth that that's god's plan that's god's way we can't get out of that we have to fulfill the great commission the way god said and so god said it like this go teach baptize teach and so thank you for listening to this very first episode we have uh, Three more episodes coming out dealing with the Great Commission. We're going to be um, looking at uh, Mark and Luke and the message of the Great Commission, the preaching of the Great Commission. We're going to be looking at John and the power of the Great Commission um, dealing with authority. And then we're going to be looking at Acts and the power of the Great Commission dealing with dynamite and also the place of where we're to go out and preach. And so this is the first of four episodes that teach about the Great Commission. Head over to www.greatcommission Dot church, join a newsletter. Thank you for listening, and may Christ bless you today.